0: Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Powered to you by agorasnexus.com, premier sponsor of our podcast. Also, don't forget about our friend uh, Bobby and Fairly Decent Golf. I just got, like I said, I have an Embrace the Decimation shirt Bobby got for myself and my son. Got a bunch of stickers. If you want to be a part of the sticker giveaway, you still have to guess four titles off of the used guys in that bookshelf. Not the book warehouse, but the book, bookshelf here in the uh basement closet studio that we operate from so if you want to get in on the sticker extravaganza you go ahead and let us know okay bobby thank you very much we love you and fairly decent golf on TikTok and instagram now we are joined once again by our friend professor dave okay hello who holds bachelor of science from eastern michigan university he is going to talk to us today not about conspiracy corner but as he just put it conspiracy question it's an excellent topic keep an open mind even if you find yourself saying i'm not so sure let professor dave take you on a journey he's going to take us on a journey and we're going to take in this information we have some graph here we're going to show you some information but dave is going to give us an in-depth look at something that's very questionable but also very interesting and you think you're going to find it very educational and without further ado Let's turn it over to Professor Dave. Take it away, sir.
1: Outstanding. So thanks for having me on again. Uh, I did replace Grandpa's World War I medal with my degree in the background to prove that I'm a legit uh, Bachelor's of Science holder because I thought about conspiracies and climate change. So can I ask you all a, a question? Which conspiracy theory... I I think I know where we're all going to go on this one, but if you guys had to pick as a group the conspiracy theory you dislike the most that you really despise because it's like how can you even think that that's questionable which one do you guys think is, is like, how come you guys are that dumb kind of Christopher go ahead. Flat
2: Earth.
1: <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Hey. I, I, I knew I can get flat Earth. Scientific years. consensus out of this group about that, which is which is exciting because it ties into the the idea of um climate change and people that think it's a hoax and why uh you know uh, why would they would think that and why it's actually a problem and why we've only really been you know lately thinking about it in uh i don't know like like meat and potatoes terms so first i just want to mention as a good detroit boy i follow the detroit free press and there was a just a news article that was just published the other day and it's uh it's about uh wildfires and there was 150 years ago in 1881 there was a giant deadly forest fire that swept across the thumb of Michigan like five counties and it uh, killed like 150 people and left thousands homeless and it was a big bed to do but uh, I got the article right here let me let me look at what the part I wanted to repeat to you was Uh, if any good came of the fires it was that they led to the American Red Cross then a new organization to launch its first disaster response, becoming a model for how it would help others facing terrible calamity. So last time you had me on, you, we talked about Napoleon and uh, and how, how the guy who, who started the Red Cross had visited uh, the Louis Napoleon or the young Napoleon battlefield in Italy and then was like what a disaster what if a terrible calamity occurred and how would we solve it how would we take care of those people and then they formed the red cross so it's funny that we're 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 coming back around again to the to the same topics so so forest fires also lets us know that forest fires aren't anything new because you guys use guys Last week or two weeks ago, or for the past three weeks, I've been talking about these Canadian wildfires and how physically and visibly you've been able to experience these, um, these problems. So I did a little research into the fires themselves and climate change, which is the driving force that's causing all these fires. And I wanted to look into conspiracy theory because a lot of people think climate change and causes of these types of fires are conspiracy theory driven and one of the fun things i learned was that conspiracy theories aren't new of course so the uh the problem is uh a conspiracy theory is there's something that happened but there's some sinister plot behind it you know it was the cubans that killed jfk it was the you know the russians brought down the space shuttle or um uh you know uh i don't know what's another good one flat earth what's a flat, good one? Earth. flat Earth. yeah <laughs> the earth is actually flat and it's all fake uh the one oldest one i found was that while rome was burning emperor nero just played a little tune on his fiddle he didn't care because he planned the whole thing How's that for a old fire-related uh, conspiracy theory? It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I try. Uh, I sent you a bunch of links to add to this when it's posted because if it's real science and you have real background, you have real evidence to back it up, right? Yep. So, um, uh, we can debate uh, the moon landing or 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 JFK or um, or or. Uh, Elvis and uh, um, uh, who's the guy from the the uh, Teamsters who Jimmy Hoffa uh, Jimmy Hoffa and Elvis's timeshare in Columbia and all those fun things at a later date
2: I have not heard of that I will have to look into that that was
1: my dad's favorite uh he <laughs> that looked like Elvis or anytime Jimmy Hoffa came up he'd laugh he go they just toasted each other on the balcony of their timeshare in Columbia <laughs> so that, that was his thing so um wildfires they're all they're all in the news and they're all pressing down on us i was just recently in northern michigan and there were wildfires up there too so they're 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 coming on our doorstep they're coming to a theater near you uh the i went to the uh epa webpage, and uh it, it linked me immediately to climate indicators, because climate indicators are gonna tell us when and where there's gonna be forest fires, but the climate indicators are, are changing so there's more forest fires, okay? So their little website said uh, multiple studies have found that climate change has led to an increase in fire season length, frequency, and area burn. And this wildfire season has lengthened due to warmer springs, Longer, drier summers and drier soils and vegetation. So the new fun term we all have to learn is polycrisis. So um, it's not bad enough that there's a war in Ukraine, but the war in Ukraine is keeping the Ukrainian wheat from being exported. And now there's going to be food shortages in eastern Africa. And the, the, the crisis on top of crisis and how can we keep up with it? And Hunter Biden's laptop and, oh, my God, there's so many things going on. How do we keep track of it all? So if there's an idea that there's longer, drier summers and it gets hotter every year and there's um, all kinds of fun things like uh, poor management practices. So they're like, we'll just let the forest grow and it'll fix itself. And then every time there's a little fire, they're like, we should put that out. And then there's more and more wood that piles up in the forest. Which is how they've been handling things in California stand. And 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 then they're all surprised when California burns to the ground. So we know California burns to the ground every, every summer. That's that's mm-hmm. not new. What, what is exciting is is Canada is burning to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Now I got I've got my my TikTok and I enjoy it, but I started to watch all these um terrible, terrible videos about how. You know, oh, you, you you can see they're planning the fires. I got video of this Canadian fire department helicopter putting fire on the ground. They're starting this forest fire. Well, that's actually a forest fire tactic is you have this forest fire approaching. So you hurry up and start a little fire that you know you can contain and stop. And that creates an area that's already been burned. So how can the fire burn an area that's already been burned? So you're making a gap, like before a settlement or before a city, or, or, or hopefully in front of some rich person's home. We've got to save these rich people's resorts and uh, investments, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so they build, they build these fire breaks. Uh, they'll start fire mm-hmm. purpose to try and use up that fuel that any raging forest fire might uh, use to consume. Uh, You know, somebody's rich people's property. The poor farmers, they're fucked. Yeah, but uh, but this was all in Canada. So one of the links I have is about um, uh, it was all in French, and I had to use Google Translate. But it's the uh, UQAM Canada, the University of Quebec at Montreal. There's this researcher there, Clements Benoit, and I already vetted this this researcher, so we know their science is good. They have a, uh, they have a bachelor's degree in geography and their job page shows that their skills and expertise are climate change impacts catchment, hydrology, where, where does the water collect at in, in naturally in, in out in the, the wild, uh, Python scripting because having strong computer skills helps you build a better model to understand what's going on in the natural world. And, uh geomatics you know where are the roads and where are the rivers and where's the built-up area where's the forest we've been leaving with the sticks piling up for 10 years because we thought that was a good idea 10 years ago and uh so their website had all kinds of fun things the links take you to amazing uh research and uh fun ways that the, the canadians are trying to figure out how these forest fires are actually being caused so uh this is where we bring up that fun graph that I had you keep up, uh, handy so Here that I go. could talk about it. Now, you got a graph. Uh, it's really complicated and it's also quite elegant and simple all at the same time. So uh, even those that are just listening, it's, it's not a pie graph, it's a bar graph and there's six bars. And this is how in-depth, real scientific, uh, you know, tracking of like forest fires or or coral reefs or whatever they're looking into is is done. What you have is there's six bar graphs and the one on the left is kind of red. Uh, That is the addition of all five other graphs all combined into one. So that's the main graph we want to look at to see what are the odds that we're going to have a forest fire where they said the forest fire was the other lines there are all of the um are all of the factors so one of the columns is what was the daytime temperature at noon and one of the columns is what was the humidity on that day and the other column is what was the t- 24 hour previous precipitation like how often did it rain 24 hours before this data point is made. And then the other ones are how much uh, available fuel was there? Was, was you know, did the the forest burn last year and there's not as much stuff on the ground as before? And then each little dot on each bar is a, uh, a, a, a date from 1950 all the way up till today. And so, you know, over time, temperature changes. It's cooler and wetter one year and drier and hotter the next. So there should be, that's why the the bars on the graph are very high, because there's a lot of data points there. But the top of the graph, which is the hottest temperatures, there's a little red dot at the top of each bar. That's 2023. And they're all at the very top of these bars. And then the brown and orange to red other dots near them are the last 10 years worth of data. So... Already, you can see by looking at this graph that all of those orange and red dots are at the very top. All of the last hottest years have been in the last 10 years. Haven't you been watching the weather and watching the news? And it seems like it's just something they say automatically. This has been the hottest year on record. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last year, it's hotter than last year. What did they say last year? They said this is the hottest year on record. It's even hotter than last year. So there's a lot of... um Uh, proof out there that yes indeed the years have been getting hotter and the summers have been getting longer and the and the um weather has been drier so using this as a model they already knew in canada that it was going to be a bad year for forest fires so even before all these tiktok people started producing their conspiracy theory videos the canadian researchers knew that uh the weather was going to be bad for forest fires so 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 thanks for sharing that graph that's that's an awful lot to throw at people i'm sure and i'm i'm, I'm some of them have already gotten bored of drawing a little bird in the margin of No
2: you road. you did a very good job at explaining what each of those points were and i found it easy to
1: follow Okay perfect that was my that was my goal um that particular method is called the Canadian Fire Weather Index and i found some neat completely boring and useless articles about other researchers using that forest index in uh, in Europe and other areas to predict when they were going to have forest fires and the fun thing was is like these other areas their forests were smaller and they had more time and they were they were like okay well the forest fire is coming let's go put it out kind of thing which which was nice but uh but yeah there's there's so much background that's just the one model that this one agency produced that other people use so there's also been a lot of neat things that i've been seeing about the surface sea temperature that is going up there's less ice pack and there's more surface sea temperature so over time the, the temperature of the surface of the sea is going up. So that's another indicator that there's going to be hotter, drier summers. Um, everyone's familiar with the jet stream. The guy comes on the news and says, the jet stream's coming this way and a cool front's going to come through and it's going to rain in Akron, but be sunny up by the lake. So so the jet stream is always there uh, revolving around uh, the, the earth. The problem is, is that with climate change, that pattern instead of being a regular pattern is becoming disrupted so if you imagine the stitching on like a softball there's those two stitchings that are wrapped around and instead of being a gentle undulation that um that jet stream wraps around like the wrapping on a softball and if you spin that ball around that that stitching is going all the way down to the equator and then it's gone and then it comes back and then it's gone so that that's causing the, the temperature and the and the current weather conditions to go wonky instead of being in a regular, predictable, rhythmic pattern. And that's causing things with the warm sea temperatures and the warm air temperatures is causing the actual effects of the global warming, which are dry here and wet there. We, you know, uh, we've enjoyed an actually rather mild summer here in uh, in the Great Lakes region as compared to like the south, so in Texas and in Arizona, all the way into Georgia, they've had over 100 degree heat an awful lot this summer. We were spared that, but we had all these terrible, terrible uh, thunderstorms, tornadoes, and unusually harsh um, thunderstorms. So that's global warming in a in a nutshell. The the weather because the globe has warmed a couple degrees. Uh, causes dry regions to become drier and wet regions to become wetter. Think about those millionaire jackasses at Burning Man that all were like, "Oh my God, it actually rained in the desert! What are we gonna do with our thirty thousand dollar you know camp setup? We're just gonna leave it and walk home because the concert's ruined, man." So yeah. they they were seriously affected because why? Because a rare tropical storm slash small hurricane hit LA for the first time. In 50 years or something like that, and then that weather pattern went into Nevada and screwed up what everyone thought was the perfect dry desert. It's 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 snowing in the desert, 90 degrees in Canada. Who could have thunk it? Well, it's it's because of uh, it's because of global warming. So the um, the thing is that I learned and taken an awful lot of environmental science classes and forestry classes and and, and stuff is that uh, people don't really respond too quickly to these types of things unless it's right in their face. Like the people in Florida are very concerned about hurricanes. The people in Southern California are very concerned about forest fires and earthquakes. We're clever. We live in Ohio. There are no mudslides. There are no earthquakes. There are no hurricanes. You know, we have to run to the basement every once in a while and wait for the air raid sirens to go off because the tornado's gone. But it's very, very stable here. So um, the thing about the wildfires in Canada that's got everyone upset and wanting to create conspiracy theories about the weather is that the most populous portion of the United States is the northeast, you know, from about us to Maine and down to about Washington, D.C., who was most impacted by the smoke and haze and direct air currents from those Canadian wildfires? Those people, you know, they had orange skies over New York City and the air quality in, in Washington, D.C. was terrible and, and nobody could breathe and they canceled the school and it was just, you know, you know, oh, this is bad. Well, it's it's been bad, just not for us. So people are beginning to recognize that it's bad and then i think that's helping make people hyper aware of the uh the the, the problems of uh forest fires and wildfires caused by climate change now the new one the 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 soup du jour today is is hawaii um and we all know there was no forest fire it was it was that jewish space laser uh hitting (laughs) hitting, uh, hawaii directly so that oprah winfrey could Buy more land, right? So, um, could have been, yeah. Well, so (laughs) I, I, uh, this I didn't have too much time to look into it, but if you just do a a quick Google search of what caused the wildfires in Hawaii or what caused the wildfires in Maui, you get a ton of, of little news articles about, um, let's dispel the myth of why the aluminum tires melted on these cars. But not the metal engine block or something like that. There's just tons of stuff out there that uh that explain away uh the uh the problem of Oprah Winfrey calling up the Jewish space laser and having it destroy <laughs> huge swaths of a heavily populated area. Um, and also, like I said, if if it's because people are just now becoming aware that uh, you know, geez, these wildfires are bad. And, You know, the the Northeast is now being physically affected by it, you know, uh, and and how come people aren't going to say, well, geez, I didn't see this coming. So that's this is 2023. Right. I think one of the links I had you post was an NPR article um, from 2022, which is last year. Uh, I'll just give you the short version right here. I got it right here. A drought in Canada is making it impossible to find mustard. In France, August 20- <laughs> 2022.
2: I'm sorry. But I'm not, I just, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I've got a chalkboard in the basement with red yarn connecting all these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for months, French shoppers have complained about a lack of mustard on the shelves. The shortages have been caused by a drought in Canada, the largest exporter of mustard seeds. So there you go what were the causes from the epa longer drier summers so last summer they couldn't even grow mustard seed for french mustard in canada because it was so warm and Mm -hmm. so so this isn't a new occurrence it's a continuation of last year's occurrence we're just catching it literally as it comes to us yeah now there was this thing uh Maybe you remember COVID had come along. Um, We were heavily distracted by that uh, because some people could wear the mask and some people couldn't wear the mask and some people had problems with this and some people had problems with that. It was all kinds of fun. Um, But in 2021, while we were worrying about that, in Yakstuk, Russia. I only know that place because it's on risk and you always gotta take it if you wanna take Asia and get your seven armies for having conquered Asia. Yakuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that place. Yep. I have I have a news article there. Uh yep. we um, covered
0: these Siberian wildfires when they were happening. There in you 2021. go. You
1: guys in the know and everyone else was smoking crack and planning their trip to Burning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, last 2021, gigantic wildfires burning across Siberia on a record scale that is larger than all the fires raging this summer around the world combined. Because it's a gigantic swath of land, but nobody lives there, so nobody cares. And it's Russia, so fuck them anyway, right? Right. (laughs) So, yeah. And so, half the
2: time, like the roads leading to these areas aren't really roads. They're like dirt roads and like, you know, loggers or, or whomever are using them. And there's probably some locals in some of those areas, but it's not like massively populated like Moscow or some other areas of Russia.
1: The only important thing is that's where the Siberian Tigers live. And I hope they make it because they aren't enough problems of their own. Right.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So. So it said it was it, the Russian fires were fueled by extreme heat waves, and record droughts. Uh, what is this graphic that we've popped up here?
0: This is these are this is an image from the uh, Aqua satellite from NASA. Do
1: you want to zoom in?
0: And um, well, I don't know how to do any of that. You got the wrong Ooh. guy. <laughs> you got the wrong. Well, guy. I want to read yeah.
1: that ad. I might want that watch or whatever it yeah, is.
0: Yeah, right. It says here the true color image acquired by um, the the spectroradiometer on board the satellite, this is smoke emitted from hundreds of forest fires in August of 2021. And we did cover this, so the gray areas that you see here are being picked up in satellite uh. imagery, but you know that's how dense and I think also. A re- the reason why a lot of people are, are, are fucking idiots, excuse me, is because they're completely ignorant when it comes to geography. When you have a forest fire in Siberia, Siberia is not like Kentucky. Okay, that's it. That we are talking about a landmass that is is. I mean, shit. It could be its own continent if you want. I mean, it's huge, and like you know, Angel was saying. First of all, yeah, because it's Russia, so fuck them. Or you know, that's what Dave said. But what Angel says is like you know a lot of times you can't even get access to these places because right. we're we're talking about paved roads. Like everybody shits on West Virginia. West Virginia's got fucking paved roads. Now I may have some dirt. Most of it's paved. We've seen documentaries of folks going out here where they have like North Korean labor camps where they outsource slaves to Russia to do logging. There are no yeah. fucking roads. There you can't get there. You can't get. What, is there.
1: It, what does ahead. it say under the picture? semi-autonomous republic, 3,000 miles east of Moscow. Yeah, exactly. The size of that landscape is vast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what, almost the size of the continental United States, that distance. Yeah. So that... Russian,
1: like 11 time
0: zones or something ridiculous yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly correct. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Yeah,
2: it's massive.
0: To quote a Russian uh, goaltender that used to play for the Anaheim Ducks, humongous big... Humongous, humongous,
1: bid. big. So, wow. yeah. Goaltender jokes. Are we going there?
0: No, no, no. I'm not going to joke at his okay. expense. Not at his okay. expense. Um,
1: Bengi he- Nabokov, right? Uh, uh, was that his name? No, uh, no. What the hell was his name?
0: Angel, do you remember him? He played for Anaheim. Uh, Ilya Bravoslavsky, or something. Hold on, I'll find him. <laughs> this is, these are important, man. Brizgalov. Ilya yeah. Brizgalov. That, right. That's his mm-hmm. name. Oh, Briskala.
1: starts of with a B, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. when, he, when he talked about the solar system, he said it's humongous big. Humongous uh, big. So, yeah, there you go. He's worth $6 million just in case. He's doing fine. He's not playing thought,
1: anymore. Uh, yeah, I thought I was talking about his five hole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How many Stanley Cup rings does that guy have, huh? Uh, zero. He didn't win any. Uh, okay.
0: Just making sure. Yeah, just making sure. <laughs> so yeah, he's doing okay though.
1: He's doing okay. Six he is. Miles. Sure, I'd love Six to be miles. the the worst player and the least paid team in the NHL or any sport for that matter.
0: I'll take the check. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah,
0: um, absolutely. Yeah. So what? Like we talked about this now again. We did, Christopher. Do you remember us covering the forest fires in 2021? That was a big story that we had on the show. Mm-hmm. in in russia at the time like everybody else was going covet crazy we had already moved on because we do whatever we want and we were talking about the forest fires out there now what else did you have that you wanted to throw at us because i know that there's another article here that you have from the online library is that correct could be this one you right gotta, here
1: I'm, oh. i've got hockey in my brain now i'm in trouble um, yeah you are in I- trouble
2: it's uh
0: uh, yeah the australian bushfire season from oh there you go
1: yeah that that's next because we're going chronologically backwards which is difficult to do so it's 2023 (laughs) we got canada 2022 we had the mustard problem (laughs) 2021 we've got uh we've got the the soviet space in flames um also uh that that uh that region has also recorded record temperatures which is doubly exciting because uh, the Arctic is, since there's so much stuff frozen in the permafrost uh, and in the ground up there, that as it thaws out because of these extreme temperatures, uh, pathogens that humans have not been exposed to for like 20,000 years are now being liberated from their captivity. Isn't that great?
2: Yeah. Very, very I, exciting. I heard about that. I read about uh, that, I should say. I did not hear it. I read it. And I think it's, I mean eventually, you know, all things come back to the beginning, you know, and it's kind of scary, but at the same time, like, you know, our bodies, I know we haven't been exposed to some of these pathogens in a long time, but our bodies will find a way around. Some people will die. Some people will be strong enough and they'll make it through.
1: Just like COVID. Well, that was the thing. They said, Hey, we should be careful. These things are going to come back. And everybody said, Oh yeah. Like some magic flu is going to jump up and take over the world and stop everything from 2020 till 2022 it's never going to happen so yeah so yeah but you're absolutely right even if these uh you know uh you know the tunguska strain of the flu has come back around and then yeah it'll it'll happen but we'll we'll all have to deal with it we can't get away from it but yeah so we went back from 20 now 2022 2021 so in 2020 just before covid everyone was all worried about the little koala bears by the side of the road because all of the australian bushfires were going on Mm -hmm. so australia is a fantastic place because they are the most westernized um society the most advanced society uh, that on a because it's a continent continental scale have been suffering the most from uh i said the term poly crisis earlier that Mm -hmm. you know uh, strangely enough the white dudes showed up and brought all this trouble on the land Um, and the rabbits they brought rabbits uh well they brought foxes because they wanted to hunt foxes and there were no foxes there and then what were the foxes gonna eat so they brought rabbits over and the foxes didn't do well but the rabbits exploded to like plague proportions Mm -hmm. and um so yeah so they and they brought over all kinds of fun uh invasive species and then they they immediately began to use all of the water because they had all this land they were going to grow cotton and do all these fun things and transport all their criminals down there what a great place and uh and and then uh so yeah then since since uh about 2015 uh the global warming has started and that's where you started to see it the most because it's it's an island continent but it's the most extreme environment out of the continents we have and therefore the uh, the problems of extreme temperature began to show up there first. And 2020 was when their bushfires burned. Uh, and it said, get back, that's yeah, in the Pacific, isn't it? Get back to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, um, the drought, the surface soil moisture, the wind speed and heat waves and dead and live fuel and land cover, particularly the, uh, the native eucalyptus trees are full of fun oils that were ready to burn were the primary causes of the widespread bushfire. So um the problem in Hawaii was they have a lot of invasive plants that just like grew and grew and filled up the whole area. That's the same problem they have in California They have all these ornamental plants they wanted to grow everywhere and then they just took over. Um but the um yeah the yeah the um the, the droughts and problems that prolonged long temp- long summertime temperatures had on Australia was a huge driver of their devastating uh, wildfires uh, they even sent people I think to Canada to say you know look now it's your guys turn we'll send our guys to you mm. because, uh, uh, and I think Japan also sent people to Canada for some weird reason fire, forest fire fighters to from Japan to Canada to help out got some bad Uh, I did. I
2: remember reading um, the reason why Canada's wildfires are so terrible right now is it's happening all at once in various different areas of Canada, rather than it being like in stages due to, you know, climate change. And so I did read that like so instead of it happening at this time in this portion of, you know. Canada the forest fires like, here and well, then like as like the season moves on
1: so like if, if the forest fires move from west to east or something they could handle it yeah but they're not able to uh once again uh, they're the, flat earthers they won't get a globe because if you imagine a softball though like I said that that jet stream is like mm-hmm. it, it, it's not that it's spinning with the earth it's going left to right off the saddle at the same time so instead of the natural air currents moving from why hey speaking of hockey, why does the wind blow from west to east across Pennsylvania? Because Pittsburgh blows and, and Philly, Philly sucks. sucks. Yes, <laughs> so, that's the way the weather goes. Right, you expect to go out in the morning and the and it's going to rain. You look to sure. the west come from west to east it's going to snow it's going to come from west to east those are the normal weather patterns across the united states here's the crazy part because the earth spins that way ta-da so if the jet stream is acting counter to that you get wonky shit like the wind is coming out of newfoundland and coming down into ontario and uh, uh quebec and causing not only the forest fires to spread like wildfire but to, for the smoke to come down to Canada and Washington, DC and New York City, because the weather's just gone haywire because it's been seriously impacted by the increase in temperature over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, if you can predict we'll have forest fires and you can predict the wind is going to go from west to east because Pittsburgh blows and Philly sucks, you can predict how you're going to fight these forest fires and where you're going to have your forest fire crews to stop it. But if the weather just is you know, fuck that, I'm going to go do my own thing. You can't help yourself in that way. So what
0: ties all of these, like the flat earth people who are irredeemable, ah. uh, a national embarrassment as to use a phrase that you used for a now deceased televangelist. Um, oh. And uh, we wish him well, uh, wherever he went.
1: Thoughts prayers.
0: Uh, yeah, thoughts of prayers, um, <laughs> <laughs> boatloads of them. Uh, what What is that like, The flat Earth people are denying the change in direction of the jet stream, which is, you know, because and here's the other thing too, the layers of wind that we have in the atmosphere are almost like currents in an ocean. So but like and we're very in the Great Lakes area, like you mentioned, like, for example, where we live right now we have almost our own little weather system when it comes to like, you know, the thunderstorms we got two weeks ago, fired up over the lake, picking up all of that moisture and really hammered us hard and went in a south-southeast direction, as opposed to that traditional look to the west as it travels east. Um, You know, not to say, but I wanna know, like, what is it that flat earthers are suggesting exactly? Because I'm not up to date on it because when I start to read anything that they've produced, (laughs) <laughs> blood comes out of my eyes because yeah. I, I I can't I there's a few things I can't tolerate and that's when one of them is when I hear somebody say well you know communism wasn't that bad okay I'm ready to throw up and the earth is flat those are two things that I just absolutely cannot stomach I'll listen to just about anybody regardless of whether I agree with them but if I hear those two things I'm afraid I have to leave the chat check out yeah Jay Kolo has checked out of the chat he's gone so what are the flat earthers suggesting now apart from the jews and their space laser which we know yeah. is possible for 9 11 obviously um, and the wildfires now too and the wildfires what is the leading conspiracy here that is being suggested maybe not even by flat earthers but in general terms the like what, what's going on here the illuminati is it the freemasons are they all having a pig roast together and it just got out of control what is the idea here
1: so uh i think i threw at you a quick um extra thing to add to uh something to go to it's just mm-hmm. wwwkatyworth.com cuz she's you talked about books and uh, getting a sticker i think this book is worth uh investigating i haven't read it yet it's new Uh, It's just called Miseducation, How Climate Change is Taught in America by the namesake of the website, Katie
2: Worth.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to just read from her little blurb about this book that she's come out with. Uh, The evidence for human-caused climate change is now as strong as ever, yet in many American schools, the climate crisis is taught as an unproven scientific dispute and not a reality. Award winning investigative journalist Katie Wirth reveals that it's no accident that so many American children are fed misinformation about the topic. Wirth uncovers the ways oil companies, state legislatures, and textbook publishers have sown uncertainty and distrust about climate science in children. Miseducation is the alarming story of how climate denialism is being implanted in the minds of millions of school kids so it's you don't have to be uh, as bad as a flat earther to hear the words climate change and then say oh that's not real because it's being spoon fed to children in elementary schools because that's that's the way we need it to be taught because if if oil companies had to change their ways or if coal companies had to change their ways or if legislatures instead of worrying about re-election or having an epileptic seizure in front of their populace mm-hmm. um they had to actually go and do something that might cost money or might be hard in some way so we'll have to just not pay attention to it because i don't have to do any work covid has taught us very very well that the our elected officials are in no way shape or form ready or prepared to handle any scientific mission or address any scientific problem with any rational plan or scope that involves uh debate or um you know a look at knowledge so so i i'm just i'm I'm in no way shape or form surprised that our government is not addressing climate change not interested in climate change and not um uh, not interested in any way uh, it's very interesting that the the things that the united states is not interested in is uh the landmine treaty because the American corporations make a lot of money selling landmines to, to areas around the world and climate change. And they're not interested in signing on to that because American companies make way too much money polluting in this world. So uh, another book I, I recently read is actually about garbage. And it talks about recycling and recycling programs. And uh, they're, they're the, um, the, the TSA can't bring your water or your toothpaste on the plane. Uh, Problem-solving technique, where where we put our little box out by the curb, and it makes everybody feel good, but the actual polluters are getting away with the environmental degradation on a on a scale that's uh, just uh, embarrassing. So, yeah, it's not flat earthers. There's an entire industry around making sure climate change is not taught and not addressed fully, not addressed correctly. Because if you are uh, going to sit here and, and argue with me that every that fun graph I shared and all these fun stories that go together like little dominoes falling all the way up to the Canadian wildfires, don't point to some type of um, climate change problem that we're facing. And instead, you want to make uh, allusions to, you know, aluminum doesn't melt at that temperature. These Maui fires had to be caused by the Jewish space laser or... or uh just mysteriously grew out of the forest there's no way uh that a fire just sprouted up in this excessively dry and excessively i mean you basically can't canada right now is kind of just a big fire pit just waiting for a match and uh so i mean just to make up stories uh and 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 it's easy to do because people are frightened and changing times and what's that uh mark twain Quote uh, a, a pipe gives a man something to do with his hands while he thinks, and a pipe gives a fool something to do with his hands. So TikTok is the pipe now, and and idiots are out there making uh, uh, you know uh, theories about climate change when the smart people are over there addressing it. So
0: it's I interesting you the- brought up two things that we have discussed on this show previously. We have a good friend of ours lives up in the Pacific Northwest. We have a couple of them. Uh, one of them, uh, Riley, came on and he works specifically in recycling. And he talked to us about how most of it is really a racket, that it's more for, I guess if I had to boil it down, Riley, um, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sure you still are uh, boiling it down, it was more of a racket for optics as opposed to efficiency because talking about the different kinds of plastics and how if they're colored or if they have food stains that they are not recyclable you can't re- you can't reuse them and the other thing that we talked about back in um i believe it was december of 2021 um it was about the great pacific garbage patch and again i am no greenie weenie um uh, but i however i don't like fucking garbage in my water i don't like train derailments affecting water in the eastern part of my state uh you know as Norfolk Southern has done so well uh in East Palestine I don't think anybody should uh you know be blind or completely oblivious to these things but the great Pacific garbage patch is something that really really pisses me off because of the microplastics that the fish ingest and thus no. we eat that fish and nobody gives a fiddler's fart about uh, it's the size of Texas a Great Pacific Garbage Patch is the size of the state of Texas, I, and we're, we'll, there's private entities that are going out there and trying to make a dent in it. But once those microplastics get into the fish, and they've they've found birds that have you know the dead birds that have the microplastics that they've ingested, like this is all it's just bad fucking news it is bad news um I wish there was a way we could undo it I'll blame Gabriela Princip for this one too uh, as I blame him for everything anyway Mm -hmm. um if I could go back you guys can go kill baby Hitler I'm gonna go kill baby Gabriela Princip and I'm gonna (laughs) fix all of this from happening but seriously yeah I I don't know why stewardship of the environment is a controversial point of view and of course the like the South Park episode where they shit on BP for what they did in the Gulf, I think it was in 2011, um, and how they that they made fun of the way they shot commercials. BP cares. We care about the, like, it, it, they made fun of them because they know it is that they're all charlatans, that this is a, this is a ruse, you know, this is a filthy goddamn lie. They don't care. They're not interested in good environmental stewardship. They're not interested in the flora and fauna being affected and how the evolutionary food chain up to us is impacted. Like the fact that people don't give a shit about their water being poisoned is beyond me. Like, I mean, that's one thing. If you don't eat, I, listen, I don't eat fish because of the toxins. It's like, okay, all right, you have a go, hero. You're great. But you still turn on that tap. To cook, unless of course you're not washing, and we'll get to the washing portion here in just a minute. But if you're not using the water to clean yourself, or what like you are being exposed to so much trash and garbage and pollutants that not get and of course the government dropping the ball, Professor Dave, if there's one thing they do efficiently, it is that they fumble constantly the ball. They don't they don't let's, hold on to the ball very
1: well. Let's go drink some water
0: in Flint, Michigan and talk about it. Right, exactly. That's an excellent point. And um, have they rectified that at all, or is that still ongoing?
2: I'm Look pretty at this sure it's shiny object.
1: Going. Look at this shiny object over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's UFOs. There's UFOs. Good point. No, Good point. they have not. They have not. No. They've moved so, on to other things. It's not new to me. Yeah. The, um, so you, I told you about taking my kids down to the creek and doing this and that, and you talked about BP with their We Care program. Uh, that was because they had to make those public service announcements out of the, uh, the settlement yeah. they made the United States government. Driving my kids to school the other day, uh, Wells Fargo, that upstanding banking institution came on the radio, and they were talking about all these uh, um, loans and scholarships they were giving to disadvantaged youth and I looked at my kids and I'm like, would you like a, a a Wells Fargo scholarship? And they said, Yeah. I said, they were fined millions and millions of dollars for shady business practices. And they said, How about we make some um, you know, some loans to poor people and uh and 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 scholarships, and then we can make a public service announcement about it, and that'll be our fine. And and so now anytime Wells Fargo comes on. Uh, Annabelle, she's 11. She's right there. Oh, tell me more about your shady business practices there, Wells Fargo. Why do <laughs> you have to make this? And it's the same thing with the environment. Uh, that My kids get a healthy dose of, uh, you know, leave no trace and uh, leave a small ecological footprint uh, because that's important. And then when we're not going to eat this. We're not going to eat the tuna because it's too toxic. But we've got to make sure we, uh, you know, consider this and that with our purchases because it's in direct relation to the toxic tuna. so that's just i mean i guess that's all we can do is work on our work on ourselves first right that's
0: it that's it one individual steps that's the way that's the way to go forward anyway um what else do you have dave or do you uh is this uh do you have anything else you want to present before we wrap up today's
1: installment? that that was it unless there was any weird things or questions that came up. I did have some stuff about California as uh, stand specifically, but um but yeah, it's just more more of the same, Jay, more of the same. More of the same. Yeah. yeah, we bring you more of the same. So yeah, so while that wildfire was burning uh the biggest portion of stand in Russia, um uh at the same time, uh there was a fire in California. It was called the Gigafire burning a million acres across seven counties an area larger than the state of rhode island in california but remember that's the same time frame as that alaska fire or that, that russia fire mm. that that burned in an, uh, an area larger than all other world forest fires combined yep. so the scale of these problems is is, is growing and impacting larger areas of, of denser population and it's becoming more thrown in our face uh, it's not just an esoteric you know um uh, uh, you know problem that that uh, we can talk about it's becoming a problem that we have to deal with so that's well, and okay. then because everybody's okay. making up jewish space lasers and uh, <laughs> talk videos about um
2: is that for know, real they said jewish space laser no, and
1: opera Space laser coming along, and I've seen some things about how it was uh, some kind of infrared magnetic pulse the United States government uh, put down because you can tell because there were some trees that were standing, but other things burned like homes and cars. How can an entire car burn when a tree is standing right next to it? And very, very foolishly unscientific um, reasons why it was the united states government had to do it and there was uh you know the black helicopters from south park were back there and mm-hmm. just ridiculous re- space lasers like we are preparing to fire yamaka one in five four <laughs> three
0: <laughs> one well <I> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh god is it the sabbath okay good <laughs> yeah. go ahead <laughs> yes,
1: Oi. yeah. Somebody go get me a goyim to hit these buttons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're holding on to the to the goyim children to sacrifice them before, uh, <laughs> yeah, before yeah, uh, before Yom Kippur or the Passover. There's people on Bitchute right now. Be like, yeah, I know. If you guys are finally fucking learning this, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, full disclaimer: We're being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just jokes, folks. Just jokes. Uh, for some people, it's a, a reality they live in, and God help them, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dave, we uh, we appreciate it. If anybody would like to, if anybody has any questions, I will direct them towards you. And Q
1: uh, and A, a Q&A session online. All seven people listening can respond.
0: Uh, we're up eight and a half, sir. Okay. Holy
1: crap! <laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> pump, pump <them> numbers up. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a uh we have a uh a a wide support across the bit shoot of um dissident uh individuals who don't like to hang out on youtube so we're actually doing better on yep. bit shoot than we've ever done anywhere else which is
1: yeah no it's a good. very oh, you have a big tackle box and you throw all the lures out there and if i'm just one of those wonky lures you throw out there uh and and it generates uh popularity enthusiasm for the show then sure i'm more than happy to interact uh through the conduit of the use guys because it's fun i agree it is
0: fun and like i said at the beginning folks even if you don't agree if you don't agree let us know send us the message you guys know how to get a hold of us specifically me you know how to get a hold of me the different accounts that we have I'm happy I mean, you know debate is healthy you know if you don't if you don't agree or if you think it is a jewish space laser and you're ready to provide empirical evidence um we'll have at it but you can't do it on saturday it's got to be done on sunday through friday okay sorry and you, friday you by sundown. The,
1: you can't provide proof for the v- space laser and at the same time say that the moon landing never took place because they're the same thing Aha. yeah <laughs> yeah but space, a is space yeah you can't put a guy in space to shoot down a laser if you can't put a guy in space it's the firmament, dave thank you right if there was no lunar landing then there is no Yamaka one <laughs>
0: <laughs> turning everything into bagels and lox Oy vey. um i
2: love bagels yes we're getting off, we're getting off of clint over here <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I do appreciate I know we all appreciate it Dave thank you very much for putting all this information together for us we do think it's very informative you put together uh, a lot of great stuff vetted information and uh, I'm curious to see what the audience thinks of it but either way we appreciate your time and thank you and you're always welcome to come hang out with us if you got anything else and uh we'll make this a conspiracy question as you have elucidated to uh for this episode but thank you once again, Dave, uh, Professor Dave, for putting oh, all of this together.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. You guys, like I said, you guys do all kinds of fun, exciting things, and I, I'm just more than happy to be part of it.
0: Well, we're happy to have you, and thank you very much. I'm going to turn it over real quick to the gang here. we we'll start with Christopher. Do you have anything before we depart? Bit cheap Oh, got her again. A is for champion. You called
2: him first. A
0: is for champion. Is for champion. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Uh, what about you, boss?
2: Um. Also, bit shoot. All
0: right, check out the bit shoot. Fucking copycat. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Yeah, can I copy off your homework? Oh yeah, but just yeah. change it a little bit. Bit shoot. Um. <laughs> thank you very bit much shoot. for everybody for coming to hang out with us. I'd like, of course, to mention our sponsors. Starting with the AgorisNexus.com. Of course, we'd like to thank Ray faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling weird, of course. And I paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. If you're not familiar with Ray's work, she will teach you how to paint. The Sip and Paint event, so it's a real fun social time. Go check it out. We share her stuff when it comes up on the Facebook page. We're a little bit more active there than anywhere else, but we're happy to pass along uh, you know, days and times where she'll be. I mean, it's worth a ticket to show up. You'll have a great time. We actually have a real professionally trained artists teach you how to put something really pretty together if you know i i can't draw for shit, but if she could teach me she could teach the rest of you mongoloids trust me so and also i paint akron we're all accents are happy accents don't forget to check out our friend bobby in fairly decent golf if you like to have some laughs and see what he's putting together over there Bobby's a great guy. He puts together awesome content that's funny, even if you're not a golf person. It's still laughable. It's fun to interact with and Bobby's our friend. and We love Bobby and we want to take care of him the best of our ability. So thank you Bobby supports the show. So we're here to support our friends because if you're not here for your friends, there is no point to any of this. So thank you to everybody. But last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, today, scorcher out there. Ball vinegar, out of control. Okay, fat folds, sweating. the 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 humidity was insufferably high the last few days I personally as you can see I'm more red than normal I was at the Cleveland air show at Burke Lakefront Airport burning in the hot sun with my family but fortunately for them I had prepared for this eventuality not, not by putting sunscreen on I'm not afraid of cancer what I am afraid of is smelling like shit, and that's not something that I do I always smell good no matter where I go, because I take Todd's gay soap, this precious handmade cold pressed gay soap from gay hands to my ball bag, and I slather myself in this wonderful medical soap. This is a medicine. This is, this is prescription free. You should need a prescription where you get this soap. Fortunately for you, it is not required to have a prescription unless you live in North Korea, in which case you will need to get one. I don't know if he ships there yet. We're trying to get all that worked out. Todd's gay soap is medicine for the largest organ on your body. What is that? Your skin. Do your neighbors a favor. As fall approaches, you break out the flannels. You're going to go sit at the campfire, smoke a little jay, you know, hang out, have some beers with your friends, whatnot. You don't want to pass the joint. and you now somebody's like, I smell the skunk, but I smell you, Frank, and you fucking stink. What are you washing with, that Irish spring? That's not going to cut it. This autumn, rededicate yourself to the harvest. Rededicate yourself to smelling good. Rededicate yourself to the gay soap. Please check out Akron Apothecary. Todd's gay soap. Todd's soap is for the people. Todd's soap is for the masses. And Todd's gay soap is... for oh that ass. And if you're going to smack on each other's junk, you better wash with a hunk. Todd's gay soap. bye everybody thank you professor dave we gotta go see ya bye bye